everybody, hope you're doing amazing. As per usual, I have my voice back. I'm feeling better and I can actually fucking think. I was gonna say clearly, but as clearly as I can think, let's be honest. Uh, so, I'm jumping into this podcast. There may still be some moments where I'm like, oh, holy crap, I can't speak. Uh, but <clears throat> that's just me coming back from this illness, which has been a fucking pain in the ass. Anywho. I was on a, because I know the title of this is really like, what the fuck? Like, do you want to get shot in the face or do you want to play Russian roulette? And first off, straight off the bat, I know that there's some mentally unstable people much like myself listening to this and you go, you fucking offering to shoot me in the face? Yes, please. Thank you very much. Can you bring some honey while you do it as well? That's what goes through my head when someone's like, would you like this incredibly unpleasant circumstance? It's like, ah. Fuck yeah, that's better than living. Um, and that's just my default wiring for many, many years of mental instability. But hey, that's why we're all here, right? To be better, but still acknowledge that dark humor is fucking hilarious when it relates to ourselves. Uh, so anywho, yeah, I was talking to a client uh, last night, as a matter of fact, about her situation, about obviously the reason that she's, why she's here for coaching. Her numbers, killing it. Um, even through some ups and downs of training, she's still going to the gym. She's had surgery in the meantime. She's still killing it. She's still workouts, nutrition, weight loss, all that secondary stuff as to why a lot of people sign up. That's it. That's happening. That's amazing. So I essentially said, cool, your numbers are amazing. So that's just going to happen in the background while of course we focus on the bigger picture shit, which is going to be making sure that you can sustain this for when I leave. So now we're in that second phase of the program, which is essentially how do I make sure that you can keep doing this when I leave? The big thing that was popping up for this woman in particular was the amount of negative self-talk that was just happening around herself, really. And I gave her a task of this week, I want you to write down every thought that comes to your head that is negative and send it to me, obviously through Discord, because we use Discord for all of our community engagements and messages and all that fun stuff. It's actually pretty amazing. And I'm thinking of putting together a free one because it's fucking awesome. Uh, any hoosies. The thing about this was, soon as I said that, I want you to write everything down that's negative. She goes, oh, I'm not going to have enough space. And I said, that's okay. That's kind of the point. Because when you start to have those negative thoughts, the thing that I really want you to focus on is getting them, <clears throat> getting them out of your head and externalizing them. Because most of the time when we think, particularly in that negative aspect for ourselves, as soon as we start thinking negatively about ourselves, we can rattle off a thousand different things as to what is wrong or what's happening or the reason as to why we don't feel amazing. Or usually it's just, you're a fucking failure. Why are you so bad at this? How can you not even do this? And it just goes boom, 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 boom. One thing after another until you're like, oh fuck, it's time for dinner. I should probably do that, but I probably can't even cook properly. Anyway, it's a whole thing. And if you haven't experienced that fucking well done, congratulations, you're a lot mentally more stable than I. But that's typically what happens. The reason I gave her this task was to slow down her thought patterns. The reason that we wanted to slow down her thought patterns was because, as I just said, boom, 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 the negative thoughts just pile up. Whereas when we have that negative thought and if we can externalize it, write it down and actually note it and be like, oh, I'm such a fucking failure. Oh, sweet. Pull out her phone, type it all out. I'm a fucking failure. 
And as soon as you've externalized it, not only is just writing it down going to slow your brain, it's going to cut that off as to like negative thought, hang on a minute, I have to sit here, write this down and then get into it. And then by the time you've finished writing it out, it's either lock your phone back in your pocket, negative thought comes out, fuck, interrupt it again, pull the phone out, start writing that. Yes, it is tedious. Yes, it is a pain in the ass, but it is better than the alternative of not addressing it in the fucking first place. So when we can externalize it, note it, and we know exactly what's going on, A, whenever your brain is going too fast, if you want to slow it down, you write something. That's why a lot of anxious people, and I'm just going to say mentally unstable people to get a fucking massive umbrella term there. That's why most of them like being creative in some aspect, because it slows the brain down. It gets them to focus on something else. And when they're focusing on something else, they're not in their own head, which makes them feel like they have some sort of freedom, which calms them down, which goes, oh my God, didn't realize my head could be this quiet when I'm doing D&D, when I'm creative writing, when I'm painting, when I'm drawing, when I'm creating something that I actually enjoy. When you're doing that and focusing on it, that is our level of freedom. And that's why a lot of creative people, it's like, oh, you don't like people? Samesies. And it's, it's, uh, it's an archetype for sure, but it's not, uh, I suppose it's not a stereotype if we're going to go that way with first. So that's why I got her to write all these things down. And I said, as soon as it comes up, I don't want you to put it in your notes. I want you to put it into a DM to me through Discord. Awesome. Cool. Did I get them? <laughs> no. She checked in because we have our call on Tuesdays and she checked in on Thursday and there was no nothing. And she was like, yep, I'm going to send them through. Got to Sunday and I messaged her through Discord and I said, hey, I need all your stuff for our call on Tuesday. And then she sent it through. And it took up the entire screen of Discord of all those negative thoughts. And I was like, wow, thank you so much for actually sending that through, getting them on paper and putting in as much effort as she did to note them and put them down. And she said as soon as she, like she had them all on her notes in her phone and she was looking at them and it felt like a weight. And she was like, as soon as I sent that through to you, it was as if there was a massive shift in, oh my God, I feel a lot lighter having sent that through to you. Another side effect or consequence of doing doing what I ask of getting out of your head and making sure that you are not the only one to carry all of your mental instabilities or worries or anything like that. Making sure that you're not the only one carrying it, finding someone that can actually be like, hey, let me help you with that and help pick up that quote unquote baggage so that it's a lot lighter on yourself. And that's what we have to do. But particularly because a lot of people these days are anxious. They don't want to do that because they don't want to pile all this stuff onto someone else. They, want, they don't want to be perceived as that person that's like, oh, I'm just being a sook or oh, I'm just doing this or like, oh, I can just suck it up. All of that toxic, all of that toxicness, let's just go toxicness, toxicity, toxicity. Let's go with that. All that toxicity is exactly that. It is poisoning you. And that's why people consistently beat themselves down into I'm not worthy of being mentally happy or just being happy or being mentally healthy or whatever the fuck it is that we're going to be moving into because day after day, year after year, they have consistently had that thought process and belief system in their head of I'm not good enough. I shouldn't worry about it. I shouldn't burden people with all this stuff. And eventually it hits that point of lightning in a bottle of like, holy shit, if I take the lid off this, who knows what the fuck is going to happen? Good old bull in a China shop analogy. Drink break.
that drink break was brought to you by pre-workout pre-workout have you ever wanted to feel like you're playing a game of russian roulette almost immediately but have none of the consequences pre-workout <clears throat> should have an I should have an, a, a fake affiliate link in my bio just for the fucking hell of it. Uh, but anyway, so that's, that's the story as to what we were talking about. And looking through her massive, massive list of negative thoughts. In my head, I was thinking, if we start with the biggest one, that's going to be holy shit. Let's pick one, pick one particular trending topic within this giant list that feels the most achievable to be able to shift perspective around and to be able to help that. Because about 30% of the list that did get sent through, they were revolving around work. And I said, why do we feel not competent enough at work? Why is there the imposter syndrome? Why do you feel like a failure? Why are all these things popping up revolving around work? And she said, it's a fucking toxic workplace and I wish I wasn't there. Essentially, in short, I'm shorthanding this because obviously that call went for about 45 minutes, same as all my other calls. And in short, hated work, didn't like going there, toxic environment, people talk shit about her. And just about, it, it sounds fucking awful because I've been in that workplace situation as well where it's like, hey, you fucking suck at your job or I wouldn't do that because of this, this, this. And ultimately just making you feel like shit for doing your job and what you were trained to do in the first place. And I said, has, how long has this been going on? Oh, a few years. Okay. Has it gotten better from point A to today? No. Okay. So why don't you leave? oh, you know, it's just too busy there at the moment. And I feel like if I left, I'd be leaving all this work on all these other people. And it's just, I don't want to be that person that's this, this, this. And we have uh, discovered or uncovered a massive theme with her, which is fear of judgment. So she doesn't want to step out of that quote unquote comfort zone for that fear of judgment of how dare you fucking leave and leave us with all this extra work. You know how busy it is, blah, blah, blah. End of the day, that's not her concern. That's not our concern working together. So I said, fantastic, cool. We're going to fuck that off. We're going to start looking for new jobs. And it was through this conversation of like, why don't you, why don't you want to leave? Why shouldn't you leave? And the tonality was, it was something like this. So why don't you want to leave? Or better yet, why should we stay? Oh, you know, it's just, it's really busy this time of year and it's hard to find people to work. And particularly with the location that we are, it's rather busy. And I just don't want to be that person that's, you know, just sort of leaving them high and dry. And I feel like next year is when I'll be able to put myself first. And that's when I'll be able to, like, things will calm down a little bit. And that's when I'll be able to move into that point of, my God, she just messaged me on Instagram. Crazy. Um, that's when we'll be able to get to that point of, okay, we can relax a bit. And I said, okay, why do you want to leave? Oh, it's so fucking toxic. I, it, it's awful going to work and doing your work and the tonality behind it. I didn't give a fuck about the actual answer. I wanted to hear how she felt about it. The first one it had that very customer service of, 
Yeah, so this is what we can do to help you out today, and this is what we're going to do to help better your cause. The second answer was, what do you feel about it? Oh, fuck, I want to leave. I was after the tonality. I couldn't give a fuck about the actual answer that she gave. Um, obviously, I did. But the tonality of it and the passion behind the actual answer that she wanted to give was, why do you want to leave? Why should you leave? And that's where it was super passionate, on point. She didn't think about anything. There wasn't ums and ahs. It was boom, boom, boom. Here's why I want to leave. And I said, awesome. So we've got our answer. We know what we want to do. So why don't we just fucking do it? And then the customer service voice came back on. Oh, dun, dun, dun. I was like, okay, so what's really going on here? Why don't we want to make this? And there was a lot of perspective shifting around essentially that toxic X of, nah, this time will be different. No, but give it the better chance. And I said, good people like yourself are always going to find the best in people. They're going to give them the benefit of the doubt and they're going to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and think that it is a light at the end of the tunnel and not just a fucking anglerfish that's like luring you on and that sort of carrot stick type of thing of, no, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, I'm almost there. And I said, do you know what it takes for a good person to become a great person? to stand up for themselves. That's it. What takes a good person from seeing the best in absolutely everyone to a great person to be able to do whatever the fuck it is that you want in this life, it is a single step of standing up for yourself, saying no, setting up some boundaries and being, you know what? I am a good person. I don't deserve this. And then stepping up into that personality, into that life, because right now it's clearly not fucking working and we're not happy. Another question that just backhanded her into oblivion was, so let me paint you this picture. You wake up, get ready for work, go to the gym in the morning or after work, whenever that is. We go to work, we exist there, we come back and we do that forever. That's it. This is it right here, right now. Nothing is going to change. And this is your career. This is your life until you retire at 67, whatever it is. And then there was just silence. And I said, does that scare the shit out of you? She goes, that fucking terrifies me. I go, awesome. So we've got another reason as to why we should move away from it. Because if you, honestly, you listening right now, you through the fucking speaker here, if you're on the treadmill or driving or whatever, if you look at your life right now and take a fucking audit of it, and you said, this is it, this is all it ever will be and all it ever is, if that scares the shit out of you, let's fucking do something with it because we can change it. We have the power to change literally everything in our lives and all it takes for you to go from a good life to a great life or being content in your life and being fucking ecstatic and happy with your life is setting those boundaries and saying, you know what, I deserve more. I'm gonna stand up for myself. I am a good person. I deserve to be a great person. That's all it takes is to be able to make a decision. And we got through this whole thing and she goes, yeah, but I think it's just my comfort zone. And I said, but do you feel comfortable going to work every day? That same scenario laid it out for her. Do you actually feel comfortable in it? 
not really. It's like, cool. It's not a comfort zone. It's the lesser of the two evils. It's the fear of the unknown. Because right now, we know that life isn't that great. We know that we don't like work. We know that this and this and this is happening and we don't like it. But it's consistent. It's bullshit fuckery that we can put up with. It's things that we don't like that we know that are going to come that we know that we can handle. So when we know that we can handle negative things in our life, oh, it's not that bad. But when you look at it of, if I can tolerate this for the rest of my life, would I? Some people, sure, they're going to say yes. They just want to go to work, get the bills and pay for their hobbies, which honestly, that was my first thing when I got into this industry. I just want to make enough money to pay the bills, pay for my hobbies. That's it. Have fun in life outside of work. Cool. Obviously, it eventually hit a point for me where I couldn't do that anymore. And then it led into this, which was like, hey, I'm way more fucking passionate about it now. But that's a tangent. The thing about this was also making the difference, ooh, shifting the perspective around the comfort zone. You're not comfortable here because I'm comfortable where I am. I look at my life and go, if I didn't improve and the business stayed where it is and personally everything just sort of stopped dead in the water here, would I be comfortable with that? Yes. I can clock off from work. I can sit on the couch. I can play PlayStation. I can, I can date my fiance. Um, I can play Dungeons and Dragons. I can do whatever the fuck I want, be pretty content and happy with it. And that is comfortable for me. There's nothing negative in my life that I would really get rid of. That for me is a comfort zone because I can actually enjoy life along the way. You don't have to be completely in love. You don't have to always chase your passion because I know that that burns out a lot of people on the way to pursuing their passion because you can be passionate about something, but be God awful at it, but you're still passionate about it. But in order to make a career out of something that you're passionate about, you have to be good at it. Yes, you can be passionate, but my God, if I had a coach that we hired, most passionate, energetic person about the job, but they couldn't program someone and they couldn't talk to them and they couldn't do whatever, but they were really passionate about it. I'm sorry, we're going to have to let you go because you're just not good at your job. Even after however many tries it could be, a thousand tries, man, you're really just not picking this up. I'm so sorry, but we're going to have to go in a different direction. You can be passionate about it, but you have to be good at it. You have to be good at the thing that you're passionate about or be willing to learn or be able to adapt or be able to build the skills around the thing that you are passionate about in order to make a career out of it. And that's where I think that toxic positivity comes from, from a lot of people, I'm on a tangent now, of being able to pursue your passion but being passionate enough about it to be able to actually learn and acquire and put the time in to get the skills that you need to be able to be good at something so that you can make money out of it and turn your hobby into a career, which is exactly what I've done. What a lot of people are doing out on social media, TikTok, Instagram, whatever the fuck, they're like, you have to love every single thing of your life. Work is a third of your life and you should do this and you should follow your passion. It's like, yes, but me following my passion is maybe $50,000 a year really passionate about it, love it, you know, money can't buy happiness, which, you know, I think is a half lie, a half truth. Yes, you can be fucking depressed and miserable at 100,000 a year or 200,000 a year, but money, my God, when you have money, the amount of stress that is off your shoulders, 
money can buy happiness. I'm so sorry, but money can buy happiness. And the reason why it can buy happiness is because happiness is a temporary fleeting thing of which dopamine is going to be the main source of income for that happiness. If you are completely passionate and whatever, and you're making $50,000 a year, can $50,000 a year pay for your entire lifestyle that you want to be living? If the answer is no, then it's like, well, you've just traded off a third of your life for the other third of your life, which is your downtime. A third of your life is work. A third of your life is sleep. A third of your life is downtime and free and leisure. If you don't have the money to be able to fund your leisurely things, well, then you're just swapping a third of your life for the other third of your life. And it's, for me, that's a steps, that's a sideways step. And I'm a big fan of not taking sideways steps and instead either going forwards or backwards, north or south. You're either gaining yards or you're setting yourself up to punt or whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, off topic there. Oh, that was a big one. <laughs> that was a good one. Let's take another drink break. I just realized I probably should just pause the recording while I do that so you don't get it all. But honestly, I think, I think you deserve to hear the drinkingness. So for this lady in question, got her to write everything down, went through the career and we were like, yep, how do we get your comfort zone to be actually comfortable? How, what is that first step? How can we connect the dots here? And the reason, I swear to God, this is going to come back to the title of the thing. The reason we went through all of this context to get her to that point was you can put up with this bullshit, but you don't like it, but you can put up with it. So that's why it's the quote unquote comfort zone. Every morning, it is a definite that you are going to hate this scenario of life of which we have just painted. It's definite. It's not, oh, it might get better because for the past three, four years, you've been saying that it's going to get better and nothing has changed at all. Yes, you've learned a little bit more on your job and you've gotten better at it and more competent, but the situation has not gotten better. So that's the issue that we have at the moment. Ooh, that last drink made me burp a little, ooh, little stewy burp. Uh, so the situation hasn't gotten better. That's a definite. We know tomorrow is going to be the same as yesterday forever until we retire. And I said, I would take a maybe over a definite any day of the week. I said, if I woke up and someone was in my room and said, I'm going to shoot you in the face right now, or we can play Russian roulette for it. I'm going to take that. Maybe I'm going to take that chance to not get shot in the face. Thank you very much. And every morning where we just wake up and accept bullshit for the sake of accepting it, we're getting shot in the face for no reason whatsoever. The definite answer is we don't like the situation or the hand that we've been dealt. And we're just like, oh, well, you know what? At least I uh, got dealt a hand to begin with. <laughs> if I don't like this fucking cards that I've been dealt with, cool. I'm going to bluff my way through this shit and make the best out of this that I can. Because I'm already losing. So I might as well try and make something out of it. So that analogy of getting shot in the face or playing roulette is we already know we don't like the situation that we're in. The job is terrible. The, the numbers behind the weight loss is a positive thing. Fantastic. We're doing that. Hooray. But in terms of her overall life, if we can get rid of 30% of why her mental health is not hundred percent great right now, if we can get rid of 30% of that and help a third of her life 
by reducing the stress by finding another job, I said, cool, here's what we're going to do. Your homework this week is to look for jobs that you can apply for. If you want to apply for them, fantastic, go for it. But I'm not expecting a major lifestyle shift off the back of a 45 minute phone call with me. All I want you to do is wet your feet and start thinking about the possibilities of what would happen if I were in a different job. That's it. Because I'm hoping, and I fucking know, knowing this woman, that is going to spark something in her to be like, you know what, it was actually pretty good thinking about what if I do this and this, and then having that daydream hopefulness of getting through the day, everything feels good, we're building some motivation, and we're thinking about what life could be like away from this toxic work environment at the moment, and draining our mental health. So that was a big thing that we did, and that's her honest homework task for this week. And for those of you wondering, that's what a homework task like is like from me on coaching. It starts off with the initial, did you hit your calories? Did you hit your protein? Have you been working out? Fantastic. And this is transformation program I'm talking about. Have you done all that? Yes. Fantastic. Awesome. Cool. What's been going on? Where can we improve your life? Where are you not happy? What are your thought patterns? What are your belief systems? What is holding you back from living the life that you want to live? I can't tell you how many people I've helped get a new job because they were just like, yeah, it's okay. Like, okay, do you want to be doing better? Yeah, so let's do better. And we just do that. And they're like, man, I didn't realize it was that simple. It's like, yes, that's life. It can be, it is so fucking simple. It's just not easy. Particularly someone like myself, no patience in the fucking world whatsoever. I have like five different six, fuck, how many? I think six different projects in the background at the moment. I want them to be done now. I want to launch them now. I want to do all of this. But I have forced myself, I have forced myself to sit with it, to go through it again, to obviously get someone else to help build it out so that I don't work 16 hour days again to then sit with it, to then review it, to then go through it, to have other eyes on the project, and then sit with it again for a little bit more to make sure it's where I want it to be. I've had to force myself to do that, to be patient. So I suppose to go full circle with it is, if you're looking at your life and you know that it's a definite, start looking at things that you can do to make it maybe, to take a chance on something. And I told her at the end of the phone call, it was, it honestly felt like it was a fucking movie script or something with how good that phone call was. But anyway, at the end of the call, I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to, this is your homework for this week. I want you to send me any, like keep going with the discord DMS and getting them out of your head and getting them to me and this and that. I also want you to look at three different jobs that you could apply for or that you would like to apply for. You don't have to look for them. Like you don't have to apply for it, but I just want you to go looking for something just to broaden your horizons. That was it. Okay, cool. That's what we're going to do. This, this, this. And then something hit me and I was like, before you go though, one last question. What was it that made you know that signing up to this program and paying that much money was the right decision to make? And she said, honestly, after everything that we ran through on that first call, it was then just a gut feeling of like, I have to do this. And I said, awesome. So your gut instinct is fucking correct. 
So now we're going to trust your gut and your heart because your head is what is holding incorrect belief systems from other people that you have picked up along the way. So I want you to trust your gut and your heart in this decision, exactly the same thing as to what you did when you signed up to this program, as opposed to letting your gut and heart make a decision and then your head comes in to be like, well, that actually scares the absolute fuck out of us because it's fear of the unknown. So here's a bunch of practical reasons as to why it's not gonna work out for you because fuck you. We're not going to let your head make that decision because when you make an incredibly logical decision, it keeps you where you are. And most of the time, that's what we need, a logical thought out decision. However, if that logical thought out decision is something that we can look on paper and say pros and cons, well, pros very easily outweigh the cons, but the logical decision is to go with the cons because it feels so far-fetched to be able to go for the pros. That's where we need to go into our head and our heart. So every morning that you wake up, we are going to take the maybe over the definite. Because what if everyone, I'm, everyone listening to this right now has played the what if game in a negative aspect. What if it doesn't work out? What if this? What if that? And I said, what if it does work out? What if it's the best decision we ever made? What if it ends up being a decision on par with doing this program? even better than that. So let's start doing that. Let's reframe things a little bit and get to a point as to where we're actually fucking happy in life and not just accepting bullshit because we know our tolerance level is pretty high. So that is it for this podcast. I hope you all learned something. I hope you took something away from it. Um, but yeah, that's it. Make sure that you're not just waking up and getting shot in the face and that you're actually accepting you're taking a chance on something. That's what we want. Because if we're not making progress or we don't have that sense of progress, that's where we as humans feel like we're not making progress. It takes a lot to be able to be comfortable maintaining, which is why in the fitness industry, most people are either shredding or bulking. Um, no one can just be happy with where they're at. So if you have any questions off the back of this, let me know, message me. If you loved this and you know someone is going to be in love with this episode or get something from it, for the love of God, please share this to your story and tag them in it. And if you don't want to publicly tag them in it, you can share this to your story, tag them. And then if you just tap on that little button, uh, tap on the, uh, the image of the podcast, you can hide their tag behind my image. And then no one knows that you've tagged them and you can still tag them. Huzzah. How's that? Or you can just copy the link and fucking send it to them. Do it the easy way. But yes, if you got something from this, if you could please... I don't even know. Like, share, comment, subscribe. And next time that you listen to this, I swear to God, I'll have a YouTube entrance for you to just be like, hey everybody, what is going on? It is your boy Travis Murrells back again with another episode of whatever the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> but yes, if you got something from this, it would mean the world if you could rate or review if you haven't already. Obviously, we're not trying to sell you anything through this podcast we're just hoping to we're just giving you the behind the scenes of what coaching calls are and the amount of fucking value that we can put into them and to your life and if you take all this stuff from this podcast and apply it to your life oh my god it is going to be fucking ecstatic it is going to be amazing for what you actually have the potential to do and be if you want 
to do that stuff, of course. And uh, yeah, if you could rate or review wherever it is that you are listening to this, uh, that would be amazing. I suppose that's my only ask from any of this. And if you have questions, let us know. Otherwise, have the best time in the world and I'll speak to you all very soon.